Today I want to recommend a podcast I know you'll love, Play Me, from CBC Podcasts. Play Me takes contemporary theater plays and turns them into bingeable audio dramas. Like the story of Sophie, a young, working-class wife who has a lot to learn about love and sex in a time before birth control. Get the best seat in the house with Play Me. Subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts. What's your secret? So when I was 17, I answered an ad in the newspaper for an escort, not knowing what an escort was until my father got home from work that day. And I mentioned that I had applied to be an escort. Of course, he was absolutely furious and explained to me that it was another name for a hooker. So I was definitely appalled and totally petrified. And my phone started ringing that night at 11 p.m. asking for interviews. First up, I need to let you know there is liberal use of curse words in today's episode. They're used in laughing frustration over today's secret. Oh my God, Ben, Jesus. Okay, here we go. So my name is Roxy, and my secret is, is that I've never told my childhood best friend what her husband did in my house when he was visiting from out of town. Or perhaps better stated... My name is Roxy, and my secret is that I think my best friend's husband is a douchebag. I can't reveal what city Roxy's in, but she'll tell you what state. Tennessee. How long ago did all this mayhem happen? About two years ago. Roxy's been best friends with Maud since they were kids. Without giving too much away, we have an aesthetic characteristic that we both share that sort of bonded us as children. That may sound weird, but we just, we looked alike and people always thought we were sisters. Today we'll find out what Roxy did when faced with a series of events that were so unexpected, so over the top, you might wonder what you would have done if you were in her shoes. <sighs> I, but I don't ever want that asshole in my house again. I am done. This is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Hi, Roxy. Welcome to The Secret Room. Thanks for having me, Ben. This is kind of surreal. Mm, how, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm such a huge fan of your show, and I've listened to just about every episode. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to have you here, and I have so many questions oh, gosh. about okay. your secret. Firstly, how many how many people do you think know your secret? Um, of course, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my husband, who were all present during you know during what happened the evening, the incident. <laughs> don don don. Right. Why do you keep it a secret? Are you afraid it's going to damage your friendship with your best friend, or? Oh, I know it would. After it happened, I was so furious. And I'm still angry to this day about it and just just pissed off and annoyed. At the end of the day, it doesn't do anybody any good for her to know because he is her husband. And I guess it's just one of those things, just let sleeping dogs lie. Sometimes secrets are just better kept untold. What, what is your best friend's name? Maud. And you, you were friends as children, right? 
Oh, gosh, yes. Best friends. Best friends. I moved to a small town just before I started kindergarten. She was one of my very first friends. We went to uh, middle school, high school together. Of course, we're in each other's weddings. Our families were close. So we've just known each other forever, it feels like. You're still best friends to this day. You know, what's the weird thing is that I haven't talked to her since this happened. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we have some stuff to unpack here. (laughs) Tell me about your friendship with her when you guys were kids. Okay. We looked alike, and people always thought we were sisters. So we always joked that we were sisters and we were twins. Does she still live near you? She doesn't. She's moved quite a bit because of her douchebag husband. (laughs) She's moved all over the country, but now she's about two hours away. It's kind of crazy. So we all sort of grew up together. She and her husband were high school sweethearts. They got married very young. My husband, who I also went to high school with, not to sound too Southern and simple, Mm. knew him growing up and never liked him. And neither did my sister. What did you think of him? Well, he cheated on her when we were in high school. So after that, I was, you know, I would look at him with this death stare, like, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to shank you in the bathroom. Like, how dare you? I hope this interview goes well. (laughs) He was always so super vain and pompous and just conceited and just thought he was the bee's knees and it wow. just it made me vomit i and i just never thought he was attractive you know a smart guy but just thought you know he walked on water and i just it just turned me off clearly maud has a different opinion yes uh, she thinks he's just you know Jesus reincarnated, but I think otherwise. Huh. Have you ever had a discussion with her about your true feelings about him? No, that's what's funny is I just never have because she is the sweetest, kindest, trusting person on the earth. And it would have just broken her heart. So I could never do that. Did Maud know that he cheated on her in high school? Yes. Okay, so she forgave him. I don't know why, but she did. I guess they got through it. Yeah. (laughs) You wish they hadn't. Uh. (laughs) No, I wish that had been the end um, because she's a beautiful, brilliant girl and could have married, I think, somebody so much better. And and you went to their wedding? I did. I was a bridesmaid. Uh, Was there a part of the wedding where anybody who objects to this union was asked, you know, to say their piece or forever keep it quiet. Yeah, I just had to bite through my tongue. So you and your um, husband and, and your my sister. Hus- yeah, yeah. So the whole town, um, the whole, my, you know, I think my mother just rolled her eyes and just, you know, but, you know, you were in a holy space. So you had to keep a little bit of, um, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Decorum. Decorum. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Would have been something if all of you had gotten up. I know. I wish I would have. So let's let's go to that visit that went okay. terribly wrong at your house. So yes. why did he need a place to stay? Um, they lived uh, far away on the other side of, of the U.S. And he was coming back 
to our part of the world to interview for a position to come back to our hometown. And she reached out to me about a week before and said, can he stay with you the night after his interview? He needs a place to stay. And when I got her text, of course, I just rolled my eyes. And and I am usually one of those people that says yes, even though I'm kind of a bitch. (laughs) You don't strike me that way. But I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yes, you should, Ben. Okay. So we had dinner plans that evening. We were having a couple and their children over for dinner. We had never had them over for dinner before. So I said, oh, I'd just love to. But unfortunately, we have, you know, we're having guests for dinner. And he didn't want to stay at a hotel? And that's what I said. And I was like, well, if... This company is bringing him in town to interview. They can't spring for a La Quinta the second night. I mean. <laughs> right, at the least. It's like, what kind of a jack leg company is this? So, so then she wrote back. She texted me back and said, oh, I promise he won't be in your way. He's going to meet friends for dinner. He'll stay out of your hair. And I was just like, fine, right. whatever. He better just stay away from me because I just can't stand him so i said fine so the night arrives yes it was about five or five thirty and he was going just down the street to meet some of his other douchebag friends i guess he said that he would be gone and i was like great see ya deuces bye (laughs) so then i think our friends came over around seven or seven thirty okay and so he's he's nowhere to be found right friends come over you're having a nice evening we're having a nice evening. And it was friends that, like I said, we had never had over before. And my husband had done some work for the other guy. And so it was sort of a thank you dinner. They brought over you know, some really nice, expensive wine to thank my husband for this job he had done for them. So it was, you know, a little bit of business, but, you know, pleasure as well. They were maybe over 30 minutes or so. We were just all hanging out, eating dinner in our dining room, drinking some wine. And the doorbell rings. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I'm like, who in the hell is that? It was snowing that evening. The city kind of shuts down when that happens. But the doorbell rang. I looked out, and there he was. Yeah. We hadn't even, I think, eaten dinner at that point. It was maybe two hours later, He and he came back. Okay. So I was super annoyed. You're thinking, what are we going to do with him, right? It's like, <laughs> do I have to invite yes, him to ben- sit down? Is he going to go up to his room? Well, and that's that was the other awkward <laughs> part, is that the guest room is right across from the dining room. So, you know, it's not like, hey, go in there and shut the door. And How awkward. You're going to seem like the worst host yeah, of all time. Exactly. But you can't win because yeah. otherwise you're... You know, if you invite him out, you're injecting this sort of unknown person into your kind of special gathering. Exactly. So there's, yeah, you're in a no-win situation. I'm a no-win situation. Right. Okay. I have a feeling it gets worse, though, than that. (sighs) Oh, it gets much worse, (laughs) Ben. So what happens? So he walks in, and I can tell the moment I look at him that he is shithoused. He is pissing drunk plastered he is completely plastered and i'm like what the fuck you've been gone for two hours how in the hell are you completely plastered and he drove home i take it 
No, I think he took an Uber. Oh, okay, well, that's good. You know, gets an E for effort on that. <laughs> he is so drunk that he has to lean up against my wall oh my God. with his shoulder and walk all the way down the hall so he won't fall over. I'm like, oh, shit. And my friends look at me and they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, I didn't know you'd be back so early. You know, huh? Yeah. How, how did you explain this to your guests? Just said, you know, hey, guys, this is, you know, my childhood best friend's husband. He's in town interviewing for a position. And we had moved into our, our kitchen and we have this huge island in our kitchen. And he saunters right up to the island <sighs> And I'm explaining, you know, what he does and his background. And he puts his hand in the air and, you know, points out his finger and just goes, oh, yes, keep keep talking, keep talking. What? Like to signify for me to keep talking about him. Wow. Because he is so vain and conceited. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I'm like, yeah, so that's that's the story. So then he proceeds to pick up the expensive bottle of wine. He pours himself a glass and then slams the glass down and knocks over oh all God. the wine, spills the bottle. Because he hasn't had enough already. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, he clearly needs more alcohol. Right. I don't think his blood alcohol level is, you know, at the limit right. yet. Right. So maybe it's only twice the legal limit. I'm like, you motherfucker. And he had knocked over the really expensive bottle of wine that our friends had brought and didn't even ask, just picked it up and started <gasps> chugging it. But then he kept slamming the wine glass down and he finally knocked it over and it went all over my marble island, which, you know, if anybody knows about marble, that's just a, something you don't do. My husband looks at me and my husband loves everybody and is just the nicest person, but he can't stand him. And he just looks at me and gives me this look like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> and he's standing there and just jibber jabbering and just telling stories and talking about himself. And I'm like, oh, my God, how how are we going to end this? And our friend, the husband is texting my husband and he's saying, you know, do you need help? Do we need to like go lay him down? Do we need to tranquilize him? Like, what do we need to do? That latter option sounds like the best. <laughs> and so my husband's just looking at me, like gritting his teeth, like, oh my God, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And finally, my friend gets up and says, uh, you know, why don't, why don't I get you some water? You you look like you could use some, some water. And I mean, by the way, you know, even though he's a douchebag, he's a really smart guy, very well educated, but you know, just acting like a total jackass at this moment. So he keeps standing there and just falls over. And my husband catches him. And at this point, my husband said, all right, all righty, that's enough. Let's get you to bed here. So he and our other friend carry him to the bed. And he basically just flops face plants into the bed. <laughs> And just lays there. And my husband's like, fuck it. Right. Just shuts the guest room door and comes back and resumes our party. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, great. Crisis averted. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, they're like, our friends are saying, what is up with that guy? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's such a douchebag. I can't stand him. And they're like, well, why did you let him stay here? And I said, it's, you know, complicated, long story. But here he is. And so the, the evening progressed without further incident. 
Of course not. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> oh, there's more, Ben. It gets way worse. There are a lot of great podcasts out there, and one producer who's been doing it as long as almost anyone is Jim Harold. He has a podcast that I would like to personally recommend. It's called Jim Harold's Campfire, and that's just what it is a virtual campfire where his community shares spooky stories that really happen to them. Here's Jim to tell you a little more about it. Campfire, like the secret room, is about stories. In our case, we explore real-life stories of the strange and supernatural from the people who experience them. We've been doing it since 2009. It could be a ghost story, a strange object in the sky, or a creepy creature. The storytellers can be rich or poor, true believers or people who believe in none of it, but still have had that one singular experience that has left them scratching their head. You can listen to Jim Harold's Campfire on any of the major audio apps where fine podcasts like The Secret Room are found. It's a podcast you should get now. Jim Harold's Campfire. How long was there a period of calm? Maybe about an hour, but it was getting... You know, towards the end of the evening, things were wrapping up. You know, we all had to get our kids in bed. They were about to leave. And all of a sudden, we hear this god-awful sound coming from the bedroom. Okay, let me guess. Uh, He was vomiting. No, he was not vomiting. I have never in my life heard a grown man make a sound like this. Huh. Was it like some kind of beastie? Like a a bear or whale or something? (laughs) It was like... As my mama would say, a dying calf in a hailstorm. That's exactly what it sounded like. And he was mooing and yelling so loud. Let's hear it. I I can make the noise for you, but it's really loud. No, do it. Do it. (laughs) It's not very ladylike, but he was going. It's okay. And my kids get this god-awful look on their face, and they're terrified. And they're like, Mommy, what is the matter with that man? And I'm like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. Let's just get you to bed. Come on. I mean, he's clearly just turned into a cow. Exactly. I'm like, we have a real-life cow in our house. So my husband went in there, and he's like, you know, what is is wrong? Or, you know, what is going on with you? And then he keeps doing this... Thing with his mouth, this like a horse. So it's like a full scale farm in our yeah, house. Great. You can have fresh milk in the morning. You might even have some eggs. Exactly. So he keeps alternating between this moo, uh-huh. the moo and the <laughs> and I'm like, holy Jesus, what is wrong with him? We finally get our guests out. And I mean, and they're horrified. They're like, oh my God. They're like, do you need help? I'm like, no, I'm just going to, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. You know, thanks for coming. Hope you had a great evening. They probably had a great laugh on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that, yeah. That is amazing. Did you, did you think to call your friend Maude at any time during this escapade or? (sighs) You know, we were too busy figuring out 
what to do, you know, what, what we were, yeah, what's she going to do? You know, hey, um, just called to say your husband is completely shit housed and mooing like a farm animal in my house. Just wanted to need you know, you know, talk to you later. Smooches. I mean, what do you say? <laughs> That's all you could say. That's all you could say. So your friends leave and you're left with this mooing cow horse. <laughs> Yeah, we're exactly mm-hmm. in my in my guest room. My husband's like, I can tell he's gonna puke. He is gonna freaking vomit everywhere. I can tell, and I'm like, God damn it, it's coming. I can you know I can just see it all over my guest room, and so my kids had just finished like we just finished potty training, one of them, and we still had some of those like mattress cover things that you put on your kids beds so we went upstairs and got one of those we laid it over the guest bed he is still face planted on the bed his knees are on the floor he's just sort of slumped over halfway on the bed and we're like we got to get this dude up here on the bed I mean, and he's just dead weight. I mean, it's like, I would know what it would be like to dispose of a body at this point. I mean, it was so, it's like just carrying somebody. He's just dead weight. He's not helping you at all. And we can't lift him up. So I'm like, oh, shit. We move him a little and we realize that he has pissed himself oh all my over God. my bed all over my mattress, duvet cover, <laughs> oh my all over God. himself. Roxy, every every time I think this can't get any worse, you pull out a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. So then I pick up the phone and I call my sister. This is a, you know, a favor you can only call upon family. And she knew he would spend the night with me and she can't stand him either. And I said, you've got to get your husband, my brother-in-law, to come over. I said, you've got to have him come over. We need we need your help. He is going to hurl, I can tell, at any moment. He's mooing like a farm animal. He's scaring my children. At this point, my husband's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's put him on the front porch. And I was like, well, we can't do that. It's snowing. And he's like, I don't care. Put him on the porch. And but that's that's so that the uh, the vomit will just spew into the lawn. Exactly. Right? And I was like, well, yeah. well, then you can get it with a hose or something. But I was like, if you're gonna move like a fucking farm animal, I'm gonna put you outside like a farm animal. Farm animals are okay outside though, aren't they? Yeah. For a while, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it was snowing, and you know below freezing so okay you weren't gonna sink to his level no i wasn't (laughs) right wow okay so what did what did you do so my brother-in-law came over and he just lost it laughing and he was like oh (laughs) sweet jesus this is the best revenge ever because he couldn't stand this guy either growing up and he's like we can finally have some fun with this dude he's like roxy oh my god go get the sharpie and I was like, we can't do that. This is the one time, Ben, I really wished oh, didn't do it. I had listened to my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He was like, go get the Sharpie and we'll draw a penis on his forehead. How old were you guys? <laughs> or just swear words or, or something on his forehead. And he's like, oh, come on, let's do it. Come on, he deserves it. You know, he's going to have to fly tomorrow, and I want him to walk through TSA with a giant penis on his forehead. I just couldn't do it. I thought, well, that's 
That's a little too far. One of life's great regrets. Yes, one of the biggest regrets of my life. I really wanted to, but I didn't. I mean, I wish I would to these days. I'm like, every time I see him on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I could have drawn a big old penis on your forehead and it would have been awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So did he did he end up hurling? So yes, yeah, so we finally get him up on the bed on the tarp. He continues to moo and neigh like a horse for hours. I mean, my husband and my brother-in-law stayed up for hours because they were like I know he's going to hurl and I mean, even though they weren't going to go help him or anything, they were just like they just wanted to know. And he just mooed, like I wow. said, mooed and neighed for hours. It's really weird. It's very interesting. I'm like, did he yeah. get roofied? What, what did he drink? I mean, my God. Jesus. I mean, and all, that is a quite a feat. Bravo for getting that plastered in two hours. I wonder if Maud's ever seen him that way. Well, that's the thing is they don't really drink. Huh. Okay. So he's out of town. That was his chance. I guess so. I mean, you know, let it fly. Let your freak flag fly when you're away from home, I guess. The evening ends and morning comes around. Like I said, it had snowed. Kids were, you know, super excited and out front running around in the yard neighbor kids were coming in and out and my husband and I are in there just making breakfast he just saunters into the kitchen he just looks at us and says oh wow y'all have a lot of kids in the kitchen this morning Hmm. and we just look at him and we're like yep we sure do thanks for noticing Captain Obvious (laughs) and then he goes oh um this is your address right he reads off our address Hmm. And we're like, yep. And he goes, oh, okay, thanks, bye. And just walks out the front door. With his suitcase, that was it. With his suitcase, gets in his Uber, leaves. So what what did he do with his urine-soaked clothes? He left everything there. He did not clean up anything. (sighs) I went in the bathroom, and he had vomited everywhere and not cleaned it up. Oh, my God. But he had taken a shower and also left his dirty wet towel on my bathroom floor next to his dried throw up. Wow. I mean, that is stunning. I mean, it's, it's, I believe you, but it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, Ben, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world, but I'm like, what grown man does this? And I mean, we just, we, we scratched our heads for days. I mean, okay, fine. You're a grown man who just pissed himself. I get it. I would be super embarrassed too. You know what? Leave a 20 spot or a 50 spot on the table and a note that says, I'm so sorry. Even if you don't want to talk about it, I get it. But just to walk away and to never, A, say thank you. B, never say, oh, I'm so sorry. I peed all over your bed. Or I have a strange fascination with R. Kelly, and I really like peeing on things. I mean, (laughs) nothing. Nada. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with that dude? And I was was furious because, A, I had to clean up another grown man's, you know, urine and vomit. I mean, I spent the whole weekend doing laundry. That's disgusting. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, now I understand why... 
you really haven't talked to Maud since then. This would be be really hard to talk to her <laughs> and not you know, not say anything about this. And I understand why you don't want to, but it's so extreme. How can you sort of carry on with this giant elephant in the room? I know. And that's the thing. That's the crazy thing. And when I submitted my secret, I think I said, you know, there are those secrets that nobody knows. Then there are those secrets. Yeah. Two people may mutually know, but they don't admit it to each other or speak of it. The crazy thing is I haven't talked to her since. We used to talk every couple of months, check in. We would definitely talk to each other on her birthdays. My birthday was was next. She didn't call me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, Roxy, I, I have theory. Maybe Maud knows about it because, I mean, it's odd for her not to call you. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I wonder if he came clean to her. Oh, or, I don't think he did. So to speak. <laughs> And that's why I'm like, did he say that we like tried to recruit him into some swingers cult? Mm, Yeah, good theory. (laughs) Did he make up some crazy lie that I tried to make a move on him or something or just in case you called, you know, to turn him in? Yeah. He's already poisoned her against you in some way. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all conjecture at this point, though. You should call her. And say what? Your husband is a disgusting pig. I mean, his father is a preacher for crying out loud. I mean. I just I just hate to see your childhood best friendship destroyed. I know. By a third party. I know. It's not anything you guys did. I do too, Ben. Somebody else. I But I don't ever want that asshole in my house again. I am done. Like, I, I just, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I have to clean up your piss and vomit, that's it. That's that's where I draw the line. <laughs> You're not coming back. No. He's worn out his welcome at your yes, house. Yes, he has worn out his welcome. Did did he get the job? No, he didn't, which I'm glad he didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Such a douchebag. Right. I even thought about going upstairs and getting some of my daughter's pull-ups and putting it on them that night because I was like, I cannot stand for you to continue to piss and vomit yourself for the rest of the evening, but I didn't. Do you think there's any way to salvage this situation, or is the friendship just gone? I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I am I still am so angry. Let's say that he hasn't poisoned her against you. Okay. And, you know, it's conceivable that she, she could call you sometime. Yeah, it is conceivable. Are you ready for that? What, what are you going to say? <sighs> I think I'll just take this to the grave. But yeah, I haven't seen her and it's been almost now three years. Oh my, it's a long time. Yeah. Well, you got a good story out of it. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for a silver lining. If you can't laugh at life, what do you have? <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely an, an entertaining story. So why did you want to tell your secret today? Revenge. Revenge is sweet. My other friends can't believe that I've never told her. It's my way of just nudging him and saying, ooh, yep, this isn't going to go to the grave completely. (laughs) Well, Roxy, is there there anything to be learned from this, do you think? Oh, God. Yeah. Ben, you tell me. You're the smart one. (laughs) (laughs) Am I? I'm not so sure about that. Just a podcast host. I should have stood my ground. And and just said no. Listen to that gut. Yeah, listen to my gut and just said, nope, right. sorry, it's just not going to work for us. Well, Roxy, that was an amazing story. 
I hope a couple of your listeners get a little chuckle out of my story. I think more than a couple are laughing <laughs> their butts off right now. Oh my god. So thank you for entertaining all of us with your misery. You're welcome, Ben. My my piss and vomit is your piss and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's impossible to tell if Maud knows about her husband's vomitous behaviors at Roxy's house, or if she's been sold some alternate version of events. Perhaps one day Roxy will find out and come back to tell us about it. In the meantime, Roxy shared some pictures. The first is from her wedding. Maud, her best friend and bridesmaid, stands behind her. Also, see the bathroom that got soaked in vomit on that hapless night? Now, restored to its original splendor. The pictures are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under the handle at Secret Room Pod. Production thanks to Susie Lark and Bobby Joe Valdez. Our digital marketing coordinator is Tasia Kadash. Theme from The Secret Room and our music are performed and composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Thanks also to Chet, the sound engineer. I'm Ben Ham. This is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. Pot on, Roxy. Pot on, Ben. that can you make that sound again yes